Welcome back listeners to another Commodity Update, brought to you by the team at Mercado. This week it will be myself, Andrew Whitelaw and Robert Herman updating you. I'll be talking about grains and Robert will be talking about a presentation that he went to with Fiona Simpson on the $100 billion aspiration for agriculture in Australia. As is always the case, we provide this podcast free of charge. It's uh, sponsored by uh, various companies that enable us to to provide this to you. Uh, we only ask one thing, and that is please leave us a, a like, or a rating, or you know share it on social media with your friends, your family. Uh, I'm just going to jump into it and talk straight away about the wheat market. So last couple of days we've seen the wheat market falling uh, with Chicago futures for December falling about nine dollars since since Wednesday and this is largely off the back of the American farmers are uh, harvesting they are then got this additional supply which they are now pumping onto the market which then has pulled down prices Uh, also we've seen the US dollar appreciate which makes U.S. wheat less attractive to buy uh, for export purposes, which has effectively meant that Chicago prices have uh, taken the brunt of it. Conversely, on this side of the world, uh, our prices are, are rising. We've seen the ASX up from about a low of 320 during July up to now we're looking at about 345. So a fairly substantial rise, and this is off the back of you know continuing concerns about the New South Wales crop. Uh, I took a drive out on Wednesday. I drove uh, from Ballarat up to the Speedfield Day, and uh, Victoria is looking pretty good. There weren't many crops that I would say were were bad on the entire drive, uh, so it's really set up nicely. Uh, and from what I'm hearing from my friends in South Australia, the crop there is looking pretty good. Uh, so we've got all the potential there. We just need it to continue to show rain. But I'm fearful that New South Wales is really has lost all its potential now. Uh, they'll still harvest something, but it's going to be a case of uh, it's going to be very little to harvest. And uh, yes, that's a bit concerning. Uh, potentially, what, a third year in a row of poor conditions up there? Uh, on a positive note, I guess every bad year is a year closer to a good year. If 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 that is a positive, uh, just wish we had more good years, uh, which makes it quite interesting because uh, uh, how are we going to get to this uh, hundred billion dollar aspiration if uh, you know we continue to have poor years? So I'm going to pass you off to Robert, who's actually going to talk about you know his view of this uh, hundred billion, and uh, it's something that the industry is obviously talking about. So let's see what Robert's views are. Thanks, Andrew. Um, this week I wanted to just bring a a bit of an update on uh, a really interesting presentation I attended at the Victorian Rural Press Club on Wednesday and the guest speaker was Fiona Simpson from the NFF. Um, Fiona is uh, very impressive and has a high profile not only in uh, rural areas now but certainly in some of the mainstream media and what she was outlining was a number of things and talking about uh, some of the key issues including um, you know the farm trespass and live export and those sort of things but What caught my ear, I suppose, was the uh, NFF's um, 2030 strategy. And that 2030 strategy basically says that we will build farm output to be the next $100 billion company in Australia. And to put some context around that, in 2016-17, farm output was $60 billion. So we've got a way to go. 
And in that period, uh, at that time, there were 85,000 contributing farms. And our analysis says that by 2030, we'll probably be down to about 72,000 contributing farms. So the simple math is that in 2016-17, the average contribution per farm was about $700,000 output. That's going up to double to about $1.4 million for by 2030 to get to the sort of output that's going to contribute $100 billion from agriculture. Now, at the moment, I think the NFF's done a good thing. They've uh, set the high-level parameters. They've uh, outlined a strategy. They've actually listed five pillars which are worth commenting on. Uh, the five pillars are, number one, is customers and value chain. Number two is growing sustainability. Then unlocking innovation. Number four is people and communities. And the fifth and final pillar is capital and risk management. And you can tell from those sort of headings that at this stage, those pillars are covering the high level uh, information that you would need to build a strategy. We're thinking that the detail is where uh, it's, it's going to become more um, challenging and that detail is going to relate back to individual farmers. So what are individual farmers that are going to be farming going to be doing that's going to help contribute to this goal? I think the goal is, is terrific. I think having a goal, having an ambitious goal is terrific. Um, Fiona said that, you know, some people have said, oh, it's, it will easily be, easily be attained. Others said it's going to be difficult. And so probably they've pitched it about right. Um, I don't think it'll be easily attained and I don't think it'll be overly difficult, but it will require a change in the way we go about farming and the way that everybody in Australia contributes. And, and just to take one example, I mean, over the last two, 200 years, we've probably grown the agricultural business by land clearing, use of fertiliser, improved um, livestock varieties or genetics and, and improved plant varieties. Um, in the NFF document, they note that uh, the, in the last 50 years, we've probably lost 100 million hectares of arable land with, uh, you know, land that's just not suitable for farming. So in the future, it's not going to be having more of the asset. It's going to be how can we use that asset more cleverly? How can we farm smarter? And, uh, and I congratulate the NFF on, on taking on this ambition. Uh, I also congratulate them on articulating it and starting it. But that is only the start. The, uh, the devil is always in the detail. And, uh, and let's see how, um, how that sort of detail plays out. So not so much about markets right now, although I guess in, in, you could draw a long bow and say that this is about markets today, Andrew, but more about the bigger picture f and, and, uh, and where agriculture is going to be going. We're obviously love to be involved in this space and we'll be watching it closely and we'll be keeping everybody up to date on what we think should happen, what we see happening and, uh, and where the challenges and opportunities are for the future. So that's it for me today, Andrew. Back to you. Thank you, Robert, for those insights. So that was the week that was for the agricultural markets in Australia. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Uh, please share it with your friends and family, with your colleagues. And we hope you have a fantastic weekend. Hope you get rain if you need it. And uh, yes, have a good one. Bye-bye.